This is RebelNet Radio with your host T.E. Parker and Joe Spilatro. Welcome, welcome, welcome. RebelNet Radio. How are we feeling out there, Joe? We're back. My goodness, it's, it's been way too long. Uh, everybody on the site's complaining. Not everybody. I mean, we got about as many people on the site as the Rebels have in the stands now, so not everybody, but a few people have been complaining that we haven't done enough of these. Well, they want to know what we have to say. <coughs> well, we're both choking, so... <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rough night of you guys listening because we're both fighting colds at this very moment. There's frogs in our throats. There's coughs in our... <laughs> ah, that's better. Oh, see, there it is. Need some beer. He's back and he's ready to attack. Yes, here we go. So, since the last time we've talked... There was a football season. There was a football season. That is now wrapped up. Yeah. We're going to keep our coach. Yep. And there's some stipulations, it feels like, from the official press release that uh, Desiree Reed Francois put out. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it was pretty clear that um, make a bowl game or seek other employment yeah. was pretty much put out there. Yeah. And, and, and that's fair. I, we can read the official statement to you. Uh, just so that you know what we're talking about here. And, you, you know, I, T, I think this decision was made before the victory over Reno. I don't think they were going to get rid of him regardless. Uh, I, I don't think the Reno game saved his job. I mean, a lot of people do. I just don't think that was the case. You know, he's just not in the right spot financially to where they could be doing buyouts and then spending, you know, a million and a half on a new staff. <laughs> I just don't think they were there. So, statement from uh, Desiree Reed, Reed Francois reads, after evaluating the UNLV football program with acting president Marta Miana, Coach Tony Sanchez will return for a fifth year to lead the Rebels. We look forward to a successful 2019 football season, including bowl eligibility, continued improvement in the classroom, and as always, a positive student-athlete experience. We have invested more resources than ever into the Rebel football program, and we'll continue exploring every avenue to enable it to be competitive. So the fact that she started off, uh, that they're looking for forward to a successful season, including a bowl victory, or at least a bowl, a bowl eligibility. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would think it's more than eligibility. I think you got to make the bowl. Bowl eligibility means six and six. Well, it, oh, could, okay. it, it, it could even mean five wins, depending on how the rest of the country goes. I mean, you could be bowl eligible, right? I don't sure. I'm not so sure that um Okay. Including a, a bowl appearance. Yes. Okay. A postseason appearance. Yes. That's not asking for too much. No, it's not. Armani's it's... gonna be a junior. Uh-huh. And even though we lose Lex, Lightning Lex. Yes. Uh a lot of players return. You lose Xavier too as and, well. And and some offensive you, linemen. You lose the linemen. Yeah, it's and this, the thing is the schedule is much more difficult next year. This was probably one of the easier schedules UNLV's ever assembled, and they struggled mightily with it. Of course, we had again, once again, just like last year, maybe three coin flip types of games that could have went either way, and UNLV found themselves on the wrong side of all of them except Reno. Reno may have been that a coin flip game that we won. Yeah, I don't even know if that was a coin flip game. I I feel like uh, we just rallied and. But in the fourth, in the, the fourth, in the fourth quarter, with five minutes left, the game was still up for grabs. 
Um, so True. that, that could have went either way. But, you know, they lost the Hawaii game, which which was one that they couldn't have. But the, the problem is there there were games there, the, especially the New Mexico one sticks out in my mind, the absolute non-compete against the Lobos at home. I mean, it was a no-show. And those those cannot happen at this stage of his tenure. They just they can't. They, so, can't, they cannot have. I'm going to read off the schedule for next year. Uh, we get Southern Utah at home. Win. Which we lost to them last time they played we'll, here. We'll, we'll beat them. But we should be fine. Arkansas State at home. That's a coin flip, but we should be in okay shape. At Northwestern. Loss. At Vanderbilt. Loss. At Colorado State. Hmm. At Fresno State. Hmm. Hmm. At Nevada. Hmm. Boise State at home. No. Hawaii at home. That's fine. San Diego State at home. Mm. San Jose State. And at Wyoming. Is six wins possible? Absolutely. I mean, for sure there six wins is possible. But this team finds ways to... Um, I don't know. You, you, when you look at a coaching staff center, you look for certain traits that carry over from year to year. And when you look at what they might be for... This team, they're not good traits. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of focus at times for too long a stretches, T. In weird games, too. Yeah, in games where you expect to, to have it pretty easy or be in a battle but turn out favorably, and they just don't show up. And then conversely, though, um, we've seen this the last couple of seasons. They have a couple of games where they surprise the hell out of you. the hell? We went down there and, and beat San Diego State like that. We beat... Fresno State like that last year. We came back against a, a, a decent Reno squad this mm-hmm. year. So they they have a couple on either side, and it's that's just a lack of consistency. It's a, it's a lack of focus from week to week. Yeah, uh, I think next year they have to uh, really find a way to complement the run and the pass. I think um, they have to develop the pass next year. Yeah, that's I mean, what they, I mean. They, I mean, honestly, you, you can't you can't worry about. Armani just running the football. And you can't have that. You can't. I with, want uh, I Charles want, Williams uh, I, as the as the bell cow. Yeah. No. I, I want Armani running the ball. I really do. No. Um, you have to do that. But I, that's I, that's. I, I want him to be able to sit in the pocket and at least go through a couple of progressions and and throw some accurate passes. That's that's more critical than his running. And next year in year five, I think you can uh, expect. This team to be completely Tony Sanchez's team. Well, it already is. But um, I'm saying, from a building perspective, the the people he, he brought in full class already. No, I'm, I'm yeah. the, the people that he brought in as freshmen and that redshirted will be redshirt seniors next year. Right. So you have five years of developing all your players. If you can't win with it, then it's on you at this point. I agree. I agree. It's it's completely his program. It's it's time to produce his. His ending point at the end of next year has to be so much greater than what his starting point was. And if it's anywhere close to it, um, I think you've got to cut ties and walk away. And I, th- I think I think the AD made that pretty clear with her statement. And I don't think any. I mean, I don't think – just reading on the site today, I didn't see anybody too upset that, that we didn't fire him. Of course, that what comes into play with that is that we beat Reno. Had we lost to Reno, I think a lot of fans would have been upset Problem. Um, that we stayed with them. But I didn't see a lot of people, you know, they're, I don't think a lot of people have confidence that it'll be okay after next year. But I, it still seemed like they were okay with the decision 
to not fire him. There's a few people who are always going to be unhappy, but well, what does firing him do at this it, point? If you, it doesn't matter what the sport is. If you cannot improve uh, your program by bringing in somebody better, more capable than the previous regime, you don't do it. It's that simple. If we're going to go out and spend four hundred thousand dollars on, we're going to get rid of Sanchez and hire somebody for four hundred thousand dollars. We're going to have the same. One area where I thought he was going to be better in is recruiting. Uh, I did not expect mediocre classes. I, I expected I, like at least number three or four top level classes in the uh, Mountain West. You know, it, it's been kind of um, as classes they've been decent. He's got some really good players though. To to skew it he a little bit, you, you know, what under I mean? undersized guys that yeah. weren't recruited by player or by teams. Well, uh, and that's always going to be the case at UNLV. I get that. Yeah. But you'd think he'd be able to pull some strings I, to get a couple four-stars here and there? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Four-stars are tough. They are. Okay. Three-stars. Three-stars? Yeah. You should, be able to, you should be able to grab your fair share of three-stars at this point, I would think. Um, but, you know, somebody pointed out on the, stat, on the site, uh, he posts his bull mastiff, and he pointed out. I, can't look, I don't know what the numbers are, but he, he brought up a good point. <laughs> Um, about totally whiffing on the last class. I think 27 scholarships were available, and we recruited only 10 defensive players, and only two of them are still in the program. Wow. And so that means you have an entire class without any contribution on the defensive end, and you see where we struggle the most mightily. My hat's off to you, Bull Mastiff. No, he, I mean, he counts those scholarships, and when he brings it up, it's a good point. You can't, you can't whiff on a class. Like, no, 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 not you on can't. On side of the ball. And um, he put everything, he put every, they put everything on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, we've got some skilled players. UNLV always has some good skill yeah. players. Um, and, you know, the line was decent. Um, it's good enough to compete, but defensively, it's just woeful. Um, I just don't see a lot of bright spots on the defensive side of the ball. Do you? Although no. I, did, I did like the the two interceptions last game. Yeah, that was I great. It pretty much felt like the only two interceptions we had all year. Yeah, well, they were timely too. Um, yeah. You know, until UNLV can find some playmakers on that side of the ball, they are going to be stuck in the same situation uh-huh. every single year. We don't get sacks. We don't get fumbles. We don't get interceptions. And we, we don't give get up stu- the long ball. We don't get stops on third down. No. It, I mean, it, it all common, culminates in the defense's uh, inability to make plays. You, you look at the offense, we have some home run hitters every single year, you know, guys that can go 80. Uh, some wide receivers that can make big plays, make big catches. But we just have not found an ability to get anybody on the defensive side of the ball where there are difference. I, the, the last one, maybe Bo, Be, Bo, Bo Bell? Bell. Yeah, maybe. Was he the last one? I don't Probably I, so. I mean, yeah, back in that time <laughs> frame, you know, there were some good linebackers. You had, even earlier than that, you had some good DBs. Yeah, we, I mean, um, we've had decent DBs. Uh, at times, again, that's that playmaker area, but um, we, we don't have them anymore. No, we we certainly don't, and we haven't for for a while. Uh, a safety a few years ago was pretty decent in terms of who. Can't even remember his name. He was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's that actually 
is the area of the field where UNLV should put all their focus and determination in, in the recruiting process. I'm sure Skipper agrees with you. Is finding linebackers and, and DBs that can run and tackle and get after some players, um, some defensive linemen that can stand up to the run. It's just, at the end of the day, even if you're scoring 40, 45 points a game, it doesn't really matter when you're giving up 50. I know. 55. It, it just that that is the area of the UNLV football team since J. Rob left mm-hmm. that has been the biggest it, area of you, you know it's sad when when you look back um, since J. Rob left Sanchez by winning percentage I believe has been the best. And he's only winning, I think, somewhere around 33, 34% of his games. Wow. I think that's higher than Hauk and Sanford. Sanford. I mean, they both made a bowl game, but they also had some over seasons, I believe, or one wins and two win seasons. Mm-hmm. So, And Hauk couldn't beat Division two teams and yeah, or FCS teams is what they're called now, but... Uh, yeah, you could you couldn't keep Hauk. I mean, he wasn't good offensively or defensively. So he made, he made a bowl game this year, didn't he? <laughs> Did he? I think so. San Diego State. No, he's head coach at Montana back there. Is he back there? Yeah, yeah I believe so. Well, good I, for I, him. I, I don't follow that stuff. I don't. He, I don't he, think he, uh, they have bowl games in that division. Uh, but, I don't know. Um, if no, I, I think he did well. If they're doing well, great. That's that's his uh, that's his bread and butter up there. Hey, you may as well go back to where you're comfortable and where you're from, and people love you, and you can get paid and make a living. And why not? Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, to me, that's better than being at a place where there's super high expectations and you've got to perform every single week. Or being the special teams coach at San Diego State, although you're yeah. living in San Diego. Yeah. But how much are you getting paid? A. Yeah. yeah. And B. You're a special teams coach, and you weren't any good at special teams here at UNLV anyway. So I'm not even sure how he got that position. I don't know. Must have called in a favor. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure Rocky Long had no trouble taking uh, a UNLV guy whenever. That would have been the that would have been the home run hire. Um. Well, they passed. Yeah, I know yeah, they passed. They had that opportunity. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, Rocky Long took a football program that, yeah, Marshall Falk played there. Um, but the program wasn't any good. They didn't have kids clamoring to go to San Diego State. Um, he's going down there and he's won every year. Yeah, they had a rough year this year, but um, still better than anything we. A lot of injuries. Yeah. Starting tailback and starting quarterback were hurt for the majority of the year. Uh, so that's that's gonna obviously when you're not deep. Um. Now, I know UNLV's starting quarterback was hurt for much of the year as well, uh, but... I, that's not why they lost I don't so even. I, that's it what I'm saying. Whether he was there or not, I, I'm not sure that that would have mattered a whole lot. Um, anyway, that's where football is. It's a make-or-break year next year. Uh, I feel like it's that way every year, um, but... We could pretty much say that jobs are on jobs are on the line next year. Um, 
without a bowl. And that's got to kind of light a fire under your butt, right? You'd think so. I mean, Sanchez knows, hey, I caught a break. I got another year. Um, Let's go ahead and win some games. And the key is just win the games you're supposed to win. And this is a bowl, bowl team every year. If you can beat the mediocre teams on your schedule and just lose to the teams that are just a just a notch better than you, the Boise State, the Fresnos, uh, this year the Utah State, and then the two non-conference games with the Northwestern and Vanderbilt, you're going to be right there. You're going to be at six wins. Should be. You know, we should be able to compete with Hawaii. We should be able to compete with San Jose. We should be able to compete with... New Mexico and well, Wyoming and I Colorado thought, State. I thought the five and a half wins was an easy uh, bet this year, the over. I mean, because of the way the schedule stacked up, and they didn't even come close to it. Right. Well, that's what happened. Those damn books. Ah, they're sharp. They're sharp. But there was some good stuff this year. Um, Lexington continued to play at a, at, yeah. a, at a high level. He was very fun to watch. Yeah, I, I loved watching that guy run, but he, you know, he dipped um, pretty significantly. I don't know if it was interest, if it was motivation. Um, it looked like he lost a little bit of confidence, and when Armani went out, he just he didn't run well. Well, for, defenses, for, for many of those defenses at that point uh, are just gonna they're gonna sit there and concentrate yeah. on him. Yeah. Um, so that makes and he's not built, makes it a little bit, and it's not difficult. like he's built to bash his way to yards. No, uh, he's got to be more of a. Uh, more of a guy that razzle dazzle and you know some quick hitters, some draw plays, stuff like that. Although he is tough around uh, the short yardage game, I'll give him that. Uh, but beyond that, the receivers were just ho hum this year. Yeah, um, no one really stood out in uh -oh. terms of. Well, there was injuries there, this too. The, Key, Keys missed. How many games did he miss? A good missed, bit. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be you know, their <laughs> primary guy. But, again. The little freshman was exciting. Tylee Collins? Yeah. Yeah. I, there's going to be some plays in the playbook for him um, moving yeah. forward, for sure. I liked him. Yeah. He, he was definitely a bright spot. But, I mean, how often can you use him? He's. He's about 160 pounds. Yeah, you know what? In this in this league, you get away with using that. Um, I'm not saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're going to give it to him 25 times a game, but you, you could get six, seven plays a game to him. Absolutely. And he's going to be able to. Um, uh, he he's one of those guys that could break a game with just a silly little wrinkle in a play. You no, know what yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to get him with misdirection. Yeah, you got to get absolutely. him with wide open receiver space. screens. You need to get him in open space and let him do his thing. Uh, some stops and goes, stuff like that to really utilize uh, his quickness and his speed overall. Um, but we'll, we'll see next year. It's it. That, that's the year. So we're going to move on. Basketball season has started. Rebels are six games in, four and two. Uh, all six games have been played at the Thomas and Mac. I don't know if you add up all six attendants, if it would fill the Mac one time. Oh, God, no. But it'd be... No, not even close. Lower be. bowl? 
Lower bowl, yeah. Okay. We'd okay. fill the lower bowl with all the attendance. Uh, I'd say we're averaging um, <laughs> legitimately not what the number UNLV spits out there. 3,000. No. Yeah. No. No. I give uh, it three thousand. No, you you could give it all you want, but there's not there's not forty sections in there with fifty people in them. There's no not. way. There, have you been to a game? I haven't. Okay, so you've just seen the TV. Correct. Have you seen any of the pictures? Yeah. Okay. When you could, it's sparse. Yeah. When you could actually count the heads in sections, it's bad. It's maybe it's two thousand, maybe. Really? Honestly, the, the, this is the lowest string of attendance I've ever seen in. All the years I've gone to the Mac, and this is last year. I thought it was bad. Last year was probably about ten or twenty percent higher. I actually thought last night would be decently attended, being yeah. a seven thirty start. So did I, and it, it just wasn't. And it kind of mm. looked that way when you're heading up to the Mac that it was not that it was going to be a good crowd, but it was going to be a little bit better. Again, you walk in and you look at the concourse and you scream to the first person you see about a hundred yards away. That's amazing. Hey. Yeah, it's it's just I'd say. Two out of every five um, businesses up there in the concourse are closed. No. Yeah, they just don't even open. They don't even pull up the grates. Are you kidding me? No, not at all. Um, you you got to take a look. It's it's sad. It's it's it's. That's disappointing. You know, and then and then you got Chet screaming in there trying to get people fired up, and he's got to be frustrated because he's all hype. You know, Chet Buchanan. Yeah. On the mic, he's, he's hanging in there. Yeah, he's, he's back. He's back, and it's. I think it's rough on him right now. I mean, because he lives on adrenaline. Wow. And he's trying to get these people pumped up, and there's just very little reaction. And there's he's talking to nobody. No rebel chance. Very few. No, it's just you know, in unison, everybody yay when there's a good block or a dunk. <laughs> it's it. It's just rough. Okay. Well, real moving, rough. moving on. Besides that. Um, Season is not not lost at this point. Four and two. Uh, the two games that we have lost, we've turned the ball over a bazillion times. Uh, I will throw some positives out about last night's loss and the turnovers that came with it. The twenty plus. Um, the majority, the vast majority of those turnovers last night uh, came while. Rebels were trying to make plays for teammates. And, you know, I they were trying to get a better shot than the one that they had. And I can't get too up in arms about that. I mean, these guys need to learn to play together and uh, need to learn when to take the shot and make the shot on their own. But I'm not, I'm not going to be too disappointed if we're just overpassing and that's what turns into a turnover, Joe. That's uh, uh no, that's that's horse crap. It's still stupid basketball, um, and it was contagious. Unfortunately, I understand what you're saying. It's a it's the right mindset to have to be unselfish and try to make plays for other guys and get better shots. But at some point, you got to realize that all that those two foot interior passes aren't working. But who who are the like scorers by nature on the team? Well, right, Pretty well, much just Hamilton. Yeah, but that's that's it. That's the team that has been compiled. I mean, they know this going in. It's not like all of a sudden they said, "Hey, we're going to have trouble scoring." I'm not. Ta- this is not a Menzies thing. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the players themselves. They're all basically role players. Uh, yeah. They okay. Are. So when they make that extra pass to try and 
get a better shot for a teammate, I'm not going to be uh, as up in arms over it as some people are. It's a turnover. I, I get unacceptable. that. It doesn't, it, uh, whether you dribble it off your foot. And the problem is, you know, a lot of those turnovers, even though they were in the paint, did you see how many easy buckets they led to because we didn't get back to? Yeah, not not as many as you think. That seemed like it. It seemed like they had some runouts for some easy buckets, and um, I don't know. It, 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 it wasn't know, nearly it, as bad it, as, it, it, as you was, think. It was such a weird game because I thought I don't think the Rebels played great, but I'd say over the first <coughs> fifteen minutes they played well enough to where you're you like, shot okay, the wall well. We're we're gonna we're gonna be okay. We're we're gonna wear this team down with our size and hit the boards and hit our free throws and and keep playing. Similarly, cut down on the. Um, Turnovers, but that never happened. They just all of a sudden went in a stupid mode, and they played the last 25 minutes like that. And when it came down to winning time, when UNLV had somebody within, um, you know, within 10, eight points with five, six minutes left, it became hero ball. And it was just I don't a know bunch if of, any of those guys were playing hero ball, Joe. I think they were just, just trying to make a play at that point. I don't think we have that mentality. I don't think there's any player on this team okay. that says, I'm taking this game over. Maybe not. That's the problem. It's a lack of poise. It's an absolute lack of poise by a basketball team when they need to stick together and then they all go into ISO. We've seen it happen all over the country. We've seen it happen to the Rebels before. The problem is this team is even less capable of making a play for themselves. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you and say we turned the ball over so many times trying to make one too many passes. Maybe Menzies told them, if you're open, take a shot. But they can't shoot. Okay. Well, then there's no point of even showing up. They can't shoot. We know this. Who can shoot the ball? I mean, the three-point streak is, we know it's in jeopardy this year, but I'm sure we'll make it. But it's not going to be a good shooting team. No, it's not. They'll they'll have games where they hit, you know, six out of 14 or something like that. But by and large, they're going to probably shoot. Around 30%, 32% from three-point range. Two positives this year that I've seen. Obviously, Bryce Hamilton. Yes. He's way better than I thought he was going to be. Um, shoots the ball well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't force shots. He looks he looks comfortable. When he looks smooth and comfortable, when he, when he looks comfortable out there, he looks pretty smooth. And I, and I love another lefty out on the floor. Who? Well, Bryce. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant... You, well, we got Clyburn yeah. and now Bryce. Yeah, lefties are... Always more difficult to defend because it's your natural inclination to try to just like Smith was last yeah. night. Yeah, Smith Smith gave us fits because he was left-handed. He he was he was a protege, a, a weak version of his father. Uh, his father was such a good basketball yeah. player. If he didn't have foot injuries, yeah, uh, he dominated and, and couldn't even jump. But yes, I love the way that he actually. It's it's so funny because watching that game last night. I thought he reminds me so much of Arvita Sabonis' son, who went to Gonzaga and was a first-round draft pick. They're both left-handed. Mm-hmm. They both uh, are very crafty around the rim, both with good size, both with a nice touch. Uh, I, I was very, very surprised at, at how good he looked last night. Well, not surprised because, you know, he's the son of a borderline Hall of Fame type player. Right. Um, but, yes, he, he reminded me a lot of Arvita Sabonis' son who played at yeah, Gonzaga. He, there's no doubt he gave us fits. And 
Um, obviously, he I knew how I, to play the game of basketball. Yeah, he did. He did. He he had the footwork down. You could tell. You could tell what he picked up from his father. Yeah. You know, he had some things that a lot of post players don't have nowadays. But I mean, I've been really. I wasn't happy last <laughs> night with Mbaki's play, but um, over the course of the season, he's no. been, he's been really good. He's been so good, and you know, he's a guy that does not demand the ball. He plays hard the whole game. He sprints up and down the floor. Um, he's really been a factor. And I think last night's the first time he's had foul issues. Uh, he, he had it quite a bit last year, and he seemed to um, be able to learn how to play a little bit better positionally and not try to block every shot, so at least the first five games this year. And even though he played only about 19 minutes last night, there was a few times that, uh, especially in the first half, the guys – drove the lane, jumped into him, and he stood straight yeah, up yeah. and uh, was was able to not get, uh, they, they, cause a foul. I, I think it was part of their game plan was to get him in a foul trouble right? W- without question. And um, they did it, and they kept him off the floor. And Juice had a big game, but, you know, it, other players have got to step up, and you can't have that many turnovers. You're not going to win against anybody with that many turnovers. No, and... Valparaiso did a really nice job coming out of the second half, knocking down shots, getting some defensive stops, and kind of building that momentum. And then uh, once they did build that momentum, we started pressing a little bit and started making those extra passes, especially in the paint. That's where the majority of our turnovers uh-huh. came, yeah. was us trying to make that little extra dish in the paint. I get it. You're trying to you're you're bringing the defense to you. You're trying to make a little play, uh, and a guard steps down into the paint and he he slaps the ball away. Um, that's stuff that we can learn. So I, I'm not so concerned about that. I like the mindset of this team. I think that uh, they're going to continue to get better. I really like JTT. He's a he's a huge surprise to me. Um, I don't know what his stats are this year, but he looks like a guy that can come in and and play big minutes uh, in the next couple years and be a real factor for this team at that three spot. Where, what's he at stat-wise? Stat-wise, it's it's not impressive, especially last night's game really dropped it down because um, last night I believe he had zero points and a rebound. So, you know, that's that's going to – Wreak havoc on your averages for the year, but for the year, his average. Zero points. I feel like he hit a couple shots. No, I don't know if you were watching last night's game. I, I certainly did watch last night's game. Who's the other wing, the freshman? Nawabi. Nawambi. In Tomboy? By the way, Tomboy. folks, if, we if you have not listened to our podcast in prior years... You know that how much I struggle with names, and then they bring all these guys what, what on. Was, what was that one kid that transferred from Fresno? Kevin what? Olakebi, 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 Olakebe. I don't freaking know. But okay, so I'm going to struggle with these guys' name. Andy, you can send me a uh, meaty guide in the mail if if you feel like it. Or you, I, you I haven't stopped. A, you could go to a I game and pick one up in the press room. <laughs> but the Tomway is that how you say his name? Tomway, yeah. Okay, the Tomway. I'm not not so far off on that one. I'll I'll go with JTT on the other guy. I have no shot yeah, at that yeah. one. That's just way too much. Well, just drop the if you drop the T and pronounce it, then you got it right. Yeah, it's it's still too much. I can't drop the T since I'm T E. 
So he had a nice night. Both those guys look like promising young players. I don't know about promising, but they sh- they, they look like they have something there to work <coughs> with. Um, of course, I thought Dembele looked like he had something to work with as a freshman, and that's gone way south. Yeah, but your skill set as a as a wing is way different than your yeah, skill set sure as a center. Sure you know, as I, a center, I, Dembele had some good footwork. He scored around the rim. You know, but the thing is, these these Africans, a lot of them, most of them, I mean, if they, if they did originate in Africa and, and they spent most of their youth there and, and their teen years, when they come over here, they're just so inexperienced to the game of basketball. Um, granted, they usually have a lot of athleticism and a great work ethic, and they're very coachable, but they're usually way behind in skills. Generally very skinny, too. Generally, and both yeah. these kids, these two wings, are actually physically well-built. Right. Um and look like they're ready to contribute. We'll see sooner uh, than later. You know, we'll, we'll see. I I just think it's kind of a coin flip with if they've only been in the states for a year or two, um, just because they're so far behind in learning the game and catching up with those skills isn't easy. A lot of these kids have been developing them for twelve, thirteen, fourteen years. Yeah, but they're also usually, for the most part, more willing to take oh, uh, take criticism. Absolutely, and, and, and work on their the, the, on their craft. That, that's what they have going for them. They usually, in general, they're they're more focused and and more giving and more coachable. And and I mean, that's, coachable. That's the word. You know, um, th- that is the good thing. But you know, you know, again, I mean, we we've had several that haven't worked out. Um, Beasamga. I mean, he lasted how many games? Well, oh, jeez, don't you know, you know simply Sanjoya. You know, I mean, I'm just saying the Emmanuel Adife. They, they come over with just a, <laughs> those a are high all, those are all big guys. I like these two wings. I okay. really, I really think I'm just putting it out there right now. I think these two wings can be a nice foundation point moving forward. They're built like men, and whether they're 25 right now or not, I don't know. But That's I'll nice. take them as true freshmen. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think we yeah, can I, I think I we can move with that. I, I don't have an issue with that. I don't have I don't like that we have um zero shooters. Well I I mean and I don't like that we that that brings we don't have a point guard. <laughs> that brings me to I, my I don't understand how my two biggest disappointments, how by you're the way. Trying to perform in college basketball without having well, strength in the backcourt. That's bullcrap for you to say because we haven't had a freaking point guard since well, Curtis Terry, and, and he wasn't a point guard. And it has. You're so absolutely right, it's been an issue. I mean, but, we, but we haven't been without a point guard and without shooters. Okay, you uh, need shooters. I mean, the, the game you kind of need to hit some you shots. Need, you need shooters in in the world of college basketball yes. right now and pro basketball, whatever. Uh, which, like I was saying, it leads me to my two biggest disappointments. A, Travell Back, uh, I thought he was going to be so much better this year uh, just because of how he performed in the last 10, 15 games last year. Uh, He reminded me of a young Kevin Simmons, a guy that could knock down that mid-range, step out to the three a little bit, get some rebounds. Um, But he's he's just not even – I don't know if – uh, he kind of changed his tune mentally whenever uh, these other two wings came in and started taking some time away from him. Uh, but there is a lot of a lot of time and a big spot for him to fill is that three-point knockdown big man that can stretch the floor, but he's got to do it. Yeah, he's 
I thought he was going to have a shot at uh, competing for a starting position. I liked what he brought to the table too last year. I thought I, I thought, thought he was a starter, not even and, a um, chance. You know, but I mean, to me, it doesn't look like he's in great shape. No, he's not. But he wasn't uh, in great, great not, shape I know, last but, year. But you would think having a decent freshman year and and some promising minutes ahead of you would be motivation to really get in a tip-top shape. Um, you know, we we had heard that you know there was some weight loss drop and all that, and he's. He's never going to be, you know, super quick, but you'd certainly like to see him trim down a little bit and and be a little bit more agile. I I like him, but yeah, he he's been disappointing so far. He he's a major disappointment to me because I expected him to be one of those guys that we could build the build the program around. Um, but the fact that he wasn't in shape last year and he's not in shape this year, you can't build the program around that because then the young players see that you don't have to work hard and you don't have to be in shape and yada, yada, yada. Right. Uh, you fall into a trap of that's not what we want. You know, on the on the Kevin Simmons team, even though he was sweating profusely every, before, every moment of every before game. Tip, before tip. Uh, you, you had leadership from Mark Dickel. Mm-hmm. You had leadership from Tyrone Nesby, mm-hmm. um, which made a big difference. Oh, so, of course it does. They were the leaders. Kevin just was a part of the team. Uh, I, I I don't feel like Travell is going to be a leader on this team now. Um, the one guy, I, I, and I'm going to leave off Noah for a second. The one guy I do think that could be a potential leader moving forward in this program, and I'm not huge on his game because he's not great offensively, uh, but I think he can improve in every aspect as Amari Hardy. I think the kid plays hard. Um, he wants shots. He is not afraid to take them. I don't think he's a great shooter. I don't think he's a great scorer. I think he's out of control at times, but uh, I do think... I, I see a little bit of Anthony Marshall oh, I see in him. a ton of Anthony Marshall. That is who he but, reminds me of. But I think Anthony was um, tougher. Well, and I th- we'll and I, see. We'll, we'll no, see. I think I think Anthony was tough as a freshman, and I think Anthony um, I, he had his shortcomings. He couldn't shoot the ball. Um, it really wasn't a point guard, and really wasn't even a shooting guard because he didn't shoot it that well. He reminds but, me a lot of Amari. But 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 Anthony had more of was very good defensively. And he was more consistent, I think. That's what Amari's got to get better at. He's he's got to be able to be that lockdown uh, point guard, defensive guy, um, or shooting guard, whatever, uh, whatever the better guard is on the other team. But it, the more I watch of Amari Hardy, I'm like, man, that is a smaller version of Anthony Marshall. And, and the thing is, sometimes he gets to the rack and he gets to it really easily and he finishes well. And every t- every I wouldn't be surprised if every single drive that he's taken and scored at UNLV has been to his left. For sure. He Same with Anthony Marshall. He cannot go to his right. And, and I keep watching this, and you'd think that it would be something that would make the the scouting report. Is Pretty shade, easy. Shade, shade the guy and force him and, and stay there. Because you know what? Even if he starts right, guess what he's going to do? He's, he's going to cross. Come left. Yep. He's going to cross. He's always going to go left. <laughs> so it kind of surprises me that he still gets to the rack and scores as easily as he does when he does do it. Um, 
But he he's he's got some stuff to his game too. But he's just so. I kind of like him. Point. I didn't like him at all last year. I like him this year. I, I I actually think he's one of our guys. He's going to be a four year guy, and as a senior, he's going to bulldoze a lot of players in this league. Uh, I I just think um, he he's difficult. He's herky jerky. And then when he puts the jets on, he get, he gets to the rim. He can, yeah. I there's a lot of players on the team where there's something to like about him. But by the same token, there's a lot of things about those same players that where you're like, oh man, this part is a problem. And that's why we're not very good. Yeah. Well, we're four and two. That's pretty good. Okay. Well, we're not. We are not even going to touch the schedule tonight. Why not? Because it's. It is what it is. Do you think it's tough? Do I think the first six games was no, the toughest you, game? Do you, do you being think Valparaiso the, tough? Do you think the non-conference schedule is tough? Of course not. It's not tough. Anybody that would tell you it's tough is crazy. Yeah. Thank you. I, mean, I, 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 got, the, I got. It's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. It's it's built for wins. And that's fine. Well, no, it's not. I mean, because once you hit five losses, guess what? Once you hit five losses on the season, you're playing. <coughs> you may as well forget the rest of the season because you're playing for three games in March. Okay. Or four. So when I say it's fine, it's not fine. Hang on. When I say it's fine, it's fine for team building. It is not fine for building excitement in the city, for building fan interest, for building attendance, and for building this program. From a national standpoint, if you want to be a nice little regional basketball team that, you know, can be good every 10 years or so, then that's fine. Wait, it, it, listen to what you just said. Is that what you want? No, of course not. Then, then how is it fine? I, I'm, what I mean, I'm saying is, all I'm saying is it's fine if that's what you are craving. And that's what you're shooting for. Well, that's why we got 1,500 in the stands. Exactly. It's not fine from our standpoint. I haven't gone to a game yet. So obviously it's not fine. But if he's trying to just build this team into, you know. A smoke and, weir- a smoke and mirrors 20-win team, you mean? <laughs> An ir- irrelevant 20-win team? Just to say we won twenty? What what I yes. That, that's, that's that's my that's, that's, that's my horse, biggest issue. That's horse crap. Is is the fact that is this schedule laid out there to protect people or make this basketball team better? I you don't know. It's not going to make them better. Well, I mean, what, I mean wait, in wait, terms wait, wait, of wait, building wait, wait, camaraderie wait, 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 wait. and all that. Bullshit. Ah, bah, 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 bah. You're not going to build camaraderie when you're losing them, too. And the other thing is, we we, we tried this last year, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And what happened? Same thing. Yeah, we. Same w- thing. What happened once we hit a little bit better teams in conference? Nothing good. Know you. Yeah, exactly. So, how many times are we need to? Because guess what? Guess what happens next year, T? We lose. Uh oh. Two seniors. Big seniors. Yeah. Or is it three? Three. Three seniors. Noah, Chris, Juice. And Juice. So we lose three seniors starting from the lineup. Guess what? You've got an excuse to play a week schedule again because we've got a young team. So that means more of the same. 
Yeah, I, uh, it's it's a bad, bad and you know what? Let, if, let me be very clear about schedule this. Schedule at New this Mexico. This is not New, right. Yeah. I was just about to say that this is not New Mexico State. Fans here are used to playing a really solid non-conference schedule, and they expect that, and they'll only pay for those seats if they get that. Mm-hmm. You need, and a, you have to end the. You need a decent. Is, you, you, you need, need a decent product, and you need to compete, and you need to be able to schedule well. That's it. That's what this. That's what this town needs, and the the Golden Knights have just overwhelmed this city by being competitive, fun, interactive, uh, great atmosphere, all the above. And I know UNLV is trying to do some things with the free food, the free drinks, uh, the student lounge, all that stuff. But if you don't put a product out that makes you say, wow, and you don't face competition that draws non-fans that want to come and see teams, then then you got issues. The most fun I had last year was at the Arizona game that UNLV lost. Yeah, because it was and, packed. And at the Utah game, or here, it was it was at the MGM. I MGM, think. yep. Uh, a flooring Utah who was, they weren't an NCAA tournament team, but they were an NIT team. They were a quality team. It was a good win. Sure. And even with a loss against Arizona, that felt better than beating Prairie View A and M by sixty. Utah. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm not saying UNLV has to have a top ten schedule, a top twenty, a top thirty, top fifty. Certainly have a top one fifty schedule. Right. You you, it's it's not going to work. I don't know. I don't know how many times they're going to try it before they realize that this isn't going to work. I it, it's almost like they're slitting their own throat in terms of gate. Because if they were 6-0 and right now, it's not like they were going to crack 10,000 for Cincy. Well, and, and, and here's, here's the amazing thing is we do not draw for Mountain West teams. Mm-mm. So you have to put your eggs in the non-con basket mm-hmm. because – Wyoming, Colorado State, Air Force, New Me- okay, San Jose. Don't don't say New Mexico. San Jose, no, San Jose, State. San Jose. <laughs> I mean, um, New Mexico, San Diego State. New Mexico Reno. State draws. They, okay. They're, they're going to no, draw. New Mexico. They're going to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to put New Mexico in that basket. Yeah. I was still thinking football. But those other teams, it's not going to get people to leave their uh, couch Mm-mm. and come to the MAC. Mm-mm. The non-con is your chance to do that. And when you do that, that's when you hook them in. Mm-hmm. You play well. You play exciting. You have some fun. They have a good experience. And they want to come back. They're not going to start coming whenever it's Air Force and you're 5-5. Five and five. Not at all. I, I, just, I, I think we're already uh, set up for... In, in terms of fan interest, we're set up for a complete disaster this year. <laughs> this year, no doubt. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if they could beat Cincy, which I don't think is going to happen. They're although, uh, although you know what? I do expect them to bounce back pretty strongly and, and have, a, have a good game. Um, sure. But since he's got the three best players on the floor, mm-hmm. done. Right. <laughs> that, that's the bottom line. Cincy will have the three best players on the floor. 
So whether we can overcome that, I don't know. But Chamberlain's better than Houston. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're just a better team. They have a great team. They were, what, a two seed last year? Yeah, I mean, they're down from, they're way down from that. But, yeah, they're still. <laughs> Three guys returned they, from that starting five. The, the thing and their is, best player, Chamberlain, is back. You, you know, they they're play, fine. They play like their they're, um, Napoleon coach. They're hot-headed and physical and aggressive. And, and I The think, way Cincy's always played. Yeah. They've yeah. never lost. That's one thing. Cincy has moved from coach to coach. And they've always they've had never the lost identity. their identity. Yeah. They have always played the exact same way. They've recruited the exact same way. They never have a. They never have scores. They have a bunch of guys that'll beat you up, get to the rim, knock down some mid range, hit a three every now and then, and all of a sudden they win sixty four to fifty five every year. Mm-hmm. Same team. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Huggins. Cronin, it doesn't matter. And I don't even think Cronin was a Huggins disciple, yeah, was he? Yeah, he was. Oh, he was? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, he really he really followed suit. Yeah, I think he went to I think he left Huggins staff and went to Murray State and then Yeah, he, he definitely he, was the head coach jumped, at Murray he State. He jumped up from there and, and when since he opened when Huggins went to West Virginia, <laughs> he got it. I think it was pretty easy for him to get. Kind of, a kind of a natural handoff from Huggins to Huggins top. I mean, he's definitely a Weasley guy. Oh, God, he played us so bad. <laughs> he played us like a fiddle. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah. But anyway, so the thing is, so uh, say we potentially lose to Cincy. If we win that game, that's a great win for this program, okay? Even though Cincy's unranked. Uh, at the end of the year, they're going to be a ranked team. They're going to be a top five seed, yada, yada, yada. They do that every year, whatever. Then now you're looking at your best games left. BYU. Yeah. Ugh, BYU. Five and three. Yeah. Uh, Since, neutral court. I'm, I'm doing air quotes because T-Mobile is not a neutral court uh, in anyone's perspective, by the way. Although there will be more BYU fans there than Rebel fans. Um, Illinois on the road. Illinois is garbage. Yeah, they're a bad team. They're they're by far the worst Big Ten team uh, that I've seen this year. Is that neutral or is that? No, that that's I think that's that in Champaign. It is in Champaign. Or is it in Chicago? Might be United Center. Whatever. It, it, it's still a garbage game on a garbage floor. No, it's in Champagne. But yeah. yeah. Oh well no, so they have they'll have the home court and Sure. <coughs> you know And then and then you're talking what? Hawaii? Oh. <laughs> they're they're brutal. But they're not bad. No, they're brutal. Did you watch them last I, night against UCLA? I, I, I've oh. watched them a couple times this year. Um And and then, you know, you don't know what you get in the rest they of the They smoked tournament. Utah. Yeah, they smoked Utah. And they lost to, yeah, some crap teams. I know. That was in a tournament uh, here in uh, L.A., I believe. They, they lost to North Texas. North Texas isn't bad. By 20. The mean green. By 20. They're mean. And they're green. <laughs> you got to respect that. First-year head coach. <laughs> I think North Texas oh. was only uh, 
underdogs by eight points at Oklahoma yesterday. And, and first year head coach, what's the guy's name at Fresno? Justin Hudson. Yeah, beat him by twenty. Yeah. Hawaii. The home court. They're gonna have the home court. The, do you remember the last time we played at this Diamond Head Classic? Yeah, it was a fantastic tournament for we, us. We absolutely. Well, Chase went nuts. Quintrell. Did, a, we lost a, the championship though? Did we? To oh, Virginia oh, Tech. No, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of the '76 Classic in Anaheim. In Anaheim, yeah. yes. Yeah. We lost the championship of the Honolulu, the Diamond Head, to Virginia Tech on Christmas Day. Uh huh. Um, might have been what six, seven, eight years ago. It was Kruger, right? Kruger's last year, I believe. Okay. All right. Yeah, I got it mixed up with the Anaheim Classic. Yeah, we smoked in the Anaheim. Yeah, we played well. It was it was good basketball. We played very well. But, you know, the Hawaii thing, it, you know, it depends, you know, whether you win or lose. I think they're going to win that first-round game easily, and then they'll, then they'll have to play Colorado. It's not going to be easy. Uh-uh. All right, on the road be. at Hawaii? Hawaii. It's not going to be easy. We don't shoot well. It's going to be our second road game of the year. Uh, well, we don't play on the road. You know, I, I know. Right. I know. It's a, it yeah, ain't going to be easy. That's probably something else we should start adding to the schedule a little bit, road games. Yeah. Play some people. You might get paid. You might actually make more money playing on the road than you do playing a home game. Who did that last year? Somebody did that. And Mike took Davis, oh, yeah. Texas Southern, I believe. He 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 took a beating and, and he, he parlayed that into a, a decent job. Yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting. It was an interesting philosophy. I'm going to make as much money for the school as I can. We're going to take our beating because I know we're still going to win the league. Did they win the league last year? Mm-hmm. We, I know we're still going to win the league, so I'm going to play all these big boys and take the payday. The school had to be happy. Hey, their fans had to be engaged. Schedule, Can you imagine that. Schedule you're, you're tw- schedule twenty Disney on ISIS through November December. Well, what we need to do is schedule them in February because we don't win any home games in February. Well, we have we have to play home games oh, in February. Yeah. So <laughs> schedule some some Disney on ISIS. Some nutcracker sweets, get through the holidays, and then come back and uh, play. Play the. No, I'm I'm just joking around with that. I I want to see a balanced schedule. I want to see this team challenged. I want to see us play Power Five conferences, uh, the majority of our games, whether they're weak Power Fives or not. Um, there's no reason, no reason at all that UNLV should be playing such poor teams. Over and over and over and over again. And uh, just imagine if Loyola Marymount didn't have a good record. But say they're not good. Of course they're not good. But say they were 1-6 instead of 7-0. and Okay? Now we roll into last night against Valparaiso at 5-0, and feeling really good about ourselves, and then we see the trueness of our team. That's kind of what happened last year, though. Yeah, it is. We hit the. Uh, was our first road loss last year at uh, Northern Iowa? Northern 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 Iowa. Iowa. We lost. We got ripped off in that game too. Yeah, um, we lost. In I actually think we played better in that game than we did last night. Yeah, we no, we actually played well. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it, it ended up not being a great loss, but it was an acceptable loss because they weren't a great team. No, but you know that's it's an odd place to play, and they're a, t- a pretty uh, conference that's known. For being tough, and we <laughs> we stuck tough, and we got the game ripped away from us. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but in, 
you know, and then then I think we lost to Arizona shortly after that, but it, that was promising. But that was at home. That was pro- that was still promise though. Right. And then we beat Utah, so you start to feel a little bit good about some things, and then you know, then conference play comes. But then along. The, the realization of basketball and having to go home and away, and home and away, and home and away, and traveling, and get that out of the way in the preseason. Get that out of the way in non-con. Get these guys into learning what it takes to do your studies, go on the road, Have with your tutors, all that shit. Yeah, I, I, I think... <laughs> I mean, we just don't do that. If, if you can get out on the road and you could perform well, even without winning, it, it's just it's going to do so much more for you, I would think, at home. Because on the road, you don't have anybody else. It's just you. You know, um, if you're selling out every game, you play at home every game uh-huh. because you're making so much money that you have to play at home. Yeah, we're losing. We are. It, it is amazing to me. Go and get paydays. Play Michigan State. Play Texas. Play UCLA. Wherever you have to go, go play some teams. Make some money. Get these guys battle tested. Playing these home games with. Marginally above average teams. No, they're not above average. Marginally above average. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh boy, play playing these home games does nothing for them against these mediocre teams or below. It does do something for them. It builds their resume. No, which it is not a resume win total. Right, it does not build a resume. Okay. A resume, you know, kind of infers that you're trying to build something for postseason. It doesn't look like UNLV has any postseason plans unless they win Mountain West. I mean, that's just, it seems like it, the white flag, second year in a row, it's put up when the schedule's being made. We're giving up on the season. We're going to play for four games, three games or four games, which we have to talk about, conference. Um, and it, it's a defeating feeling heading into a season. It builds no hype. It builds no interest. It's just like, okay, we're just going to go, we're just going to go through the paces until March. And nobody shows up for those March games you saw last year. The Mountain West. I mean, the Mountain West was really poorly attended last year. I I will say this. I used to go home every weekend on Saturday nights when Rebels were playing. Leave wherever I was at. Just so I could go home and listen to the games on the, on the internet. In the 1990s. 2000s. Whatchamacallit. I live in Las Vegas now. And it is a struggle for me to come home from work, change clothes, and not just sit on the couch and watch the game. But the thing is, uh, you, you really should go because there's no traffic. Parking is fantastic. You could sit wherever you want. I mean, UNLV starting to give away. They have Gucci Row giveaway now. Lori won them. Of course she did. Well, she was probably one of three people that entered the contest. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what happens. No, I, 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 it's just, it's rough. I, I've lost my desire. I still want to watch every game. But to, to get me to leave my house after a long day of work... 
is really, really pushing my buttons right now. I, I understand where you're at. I'm the same thing. I, I can promise you if I didn't have this stupid streak, there's I'd be watching them on TV. I wouldn't be going. I wouldn't, wouldn't be... It's better. You're on the couch. Your shoes are off. You got the beer in your hand. You got a sandwich in the other hand. It just is... It's more... If it gets real bad, you could always take that little nap. <laughs> you can. Yeah. You can. I didn't last night. Last night was a... I thought we were going to uh, come back and win that game, hopefully. And we just never... We never turned the corner. Um but I've watched every game this year, whether I was at work or not. Hopefully, none of my bosses are listening to this. But I don't get that same butterfly in my stomach. No, that's long gone. That's so gone. So gone. Your rebel bones aren't feeling it? <laughs> my rebel bones <laughs> are brittle. Yeah. They, they need an upgrade. And uh, I'm going to continue to wait until Marvin, his program, um, rejuvenates me. I I need it. I'm waiting for that to happen. I want that feeling of, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get back down there. No, I know. I think a lot of I think that's why the stadium's so empty. I think a lot of people are taking well, no, not a lot, but I think some people are taking that. Others I think have just cashed in their chips and gone home. Agreed. But I really just want something to hit me and be like, Oh my god, yes. I can't wait. Yeah. It was a discussion we had the other day on the site and um the Reno game felt good. Granted it it, it was not even a minor blip on the, the at Reno radar. game. No, I'm talking football. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't even a blip. That was fun. It, but the fans celebrated. <laughs> they were happy. They cheered. There was some unity in the in the stands, and people were happy. Granted, it was a small group of people, but they were. Mm-hmm. And every team gets to experience that in some way. You know, it it, it just happens. Um, UNLV doesn't often. Far less than most teams. I mean, right now, you're just looking for that next good, feel-good moment, and you know it's going to be a very fleeting moment. You know it's not going to be something you're going to build upon. It's going to, it might be a, a fluky moment, but you're going to enjoy it because you don't mm-hmm. get any of them. And that's, At Reno last year was fun. It, it was, but... It, but it didn't, it didn't make me tingle. No, and that was because they were without their starting point guard and the best player in the conference. Right. Exactly, and, and then they beat us by thirty at our place in the first half, and you sort of say, "Okay, fluke." Yeah. No, man. I mean, that's that's it. I I am waiting on pins and needles for that feeling to come back to me because I I need it. I want it as a UNLV fan. Marvin Menzies, staff, program, everybody, players. I'm begging you for it. I want that. That makes me feel alive. That's what drove me to Las Vegas yeah, is that feeling and that love and passion for this. The night that Keon Clark came back against Tulane. Oh, I remember that. I I couldn't sleep the night before that. No, I know. And that, that was, <laughs> when you look at it, it was an insignificant moment. Absolutely. But I remember it to this day 
that I I woke up and I think we were playing at seven oh five Eastern time. Five oh five Pacific. I, I watched it with Rob. ESPN two, and I could not sleep the night before because I knew Keon Clark was going to help us come back and win the national championship. It, it, it's just I need I need that feeling again, and I'm begging you, pleading if you're listening, give us something back. That's all I got, Joe. That I mean that that's heartfelt. So you're 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 at the end of your rope of desperation. You're just kind of just clinging. No, I, I'm still there. I'm still hanging on, clinging. You're right. But I I want to be pulled back. And and that night watching, I'll say North Carolina, on the baseline. Oh man, grabbing. Uh, Seat Williams' knee after every bucket to chase Stanbeck and Mike that's, Moser. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking... I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I loved it, and I was so excited and so passionate. And I, <laughs> well, when when let's when is the last time you felt? I mean, obviously the North Carolina win was um, that was outrageous, and. I'm not asking for a game like that, but one of those games where you stood up and and just felt a little bit of pride, and where you were like, "Yes, yes, this is this is what I'm talking about. This is that moment." When's the last time you felt that? Anthony Bennett. Really? He made me feel like that because he was just so badass. Um, I think Anthony Bennett against New Mexico. When we won in New Mexico, that made me ex- really excited. You haven't had any since then, huh? Now, you didn't feel that way, say, when we were in the Maui and beat Indiana? Mm. I know I did. But we had just lost a game. In- yeah, we lost to UCLA by a point. Yeah. That one hurt. So beating Indiana. What, 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 what about when we dominated Oregon at the Orleans? Yeah, that was good. I one. mean, it, it was one of, we didn't make me tingle like no, not like North Carolina. No, or you're saying not even like Bennett. The the Bennett in New Mexico because I I have always had a, a dislike for New Mexico and their fans. Really? <laughs> Why though? I don't know. <laughs> their righteousness, but. Winning at the pit and having by far the best player on the floor that was dunking on them and they couldn't do anything about it. That made I, me, yeah, I know. It, that it, made me feel so excited. Um, yeah, the or, the Oregon game at the MGM was pretty fun. Was it the MGM? Yeah. Okay. That that was a damn good game. It was, that was because fun. We, we led from start to finish, and, and we, we just never let crushed them, them. We never let them in the game. Right. Yeah, that was that was, was a good one. I don't know if it tingled me. It, it tingled, but it, me. It, it was it was a fun game, and I was watching. Well, uh, what about what Dana, about Dana in the press conference? Because you know I'm in the press area and watching him. What about when Chris Wood disappointed went off on no, Arizona? Chris Wood never never did anything tingling for me. Not Chris Wood, but the game against yeah, yeah, Arizona. Yeah. No. Really, Mm-mm. that was a good Arizona team. Yeah. With Stanley Johnson, and, and it was a good Arizona team, and UNLV took it to them. 
Yeah. The Mac was rocking. Jordan Cornish and Dwayne Morgan as freshmen pounding Stanley under the basket. Yeah, yeah, and, I, I, all right. Or what about Kem Birch at San Diego State? I love that game. Okay. Actually, that season was the last one to give me tingles. Mm-hmm. The Fatheads, the the feeling of... The student section was fully engaged. Yeah, the feeling of, you know, it was all one big neighborhood. We were all together. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fan, there was still unity with the fans. There was that, still a that feel, unity. That's what I miss. That's yeah, what, that's what I miss more than that's, anything. That's what makes me tingle. I mean, even when you lose, you're like you're you're sighing together. You're like, oh man, you yeah. Know? But you're still together, right? And right now, it's like you give an air high five to the guy two sections away when you get a dunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Completely different. Unfortunately, in sports. To be totally invested, especially when it's your team, you need people. I mean, you need excitement. You need you need to feel energized. Um, no, it's a chore right now. Going to a basketball game is an absolute chore. It's it's not quite as bad as going to the dentist to get like a root canal. <laughs> okay, right. but thankfully, but, but it is like but have, it's it's like having a to mow the lawn on a Saturday when it's 120 degrees out. And there's then there's a good football game. Yeah, football and <laughs> baseball, whatever. There's something on TV you want to watch. Yeah, and you gotta and you gotta move that lawn, or yeah. water the plants in the house, right? Or well, something. Yeah. yeah, I know it's rough times. Um, I'd like to think that this is like the the darkest before the dawn, and I don't. Unfortunately, I don't get the feeling that it is. You know, to to follow up on that five part series that the RJ oh, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will just say this: the day that Rice was fired, uh, as I had been hearing about it happening for the month or whatever beforehand, the year before, whenever the the rumors started coming up, uh, when they brought. Ben Howland in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For a dog and pony show. My my feeling was when this happens, I'm done. Because UNLV basketball's done. Because this is the last guy that gives a shit enough about UNLV to get it done. And I still feel that way. Well, and maybe maybe that's why I don't tingle anymore. I'm not sure, and it's not because I love Dave so much. It's because he loved UNLV so much that um, it made me hang on. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more a culmination of just so many disappointing seasons and mismanagement moves by UNLV more than just with Rice. I mean, even before that, I mean, UNLV just seems to botch everything that they get their hands on. Whenever a decision needs to be made, it's the wrong one. And obviously, Tina and the boosters completely screwed it. But yeah, um, I think that's what bothered me the most about it was, first of all, I felt in my gut that doing this was going to totally flatten the program. Yeah, I I honestly didn't believe it would be to this level that we're currently at. But I figured it would be a couple seasons before we had anything recognizable. 
And now we're in our third season, and we're still having something unrecognizable, you know, something that doesn't even resemble what it was when he was fired. Mm-hmm. And um, and like you said, I mean, the, the, th- the thing is about Rice was um, he was a lifer, and he hurt more than anybody he, with any he loss. He cared like we did. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah, he, he, he That's hurt. That's why I knew... We were in good hands. Yeah, you knew he was going to do everything, and then when, especially the way it went down, though, um, I oh, thought it was just disrespectful. Forget about, it was forget about it was how nasty. it went down. That, 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 no, it, was, it was nasty. That's all water under the bridge. Dave Rice was going to be fine no matter what happened. He's going to move on. He's going to have a great career. It doesn't matter. The thing is, whether you bring in Marvin Menzies or you bring in Justin Hudson or you bring in any other assistant or head coach around the country, they were going to fail. It ain't the same. Well, first of all. It's not that feeling. And it's not because Dave was a rebel. It really isn't. Because I don't even remember Dave as a rebel in 1990 and 1991. Well, he barely played. What I'm saying is, that's not how I know Dave. How I know Dave is, as a passionate. he bleeds rebel red. Yeah. Done. He believes in what he's selling to recruits. He he made some serious errors in terms of allowing freedom and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But man, I I would I would I, I just so like much rather have a guy that goes down swinging just wants what's best for UNLV because you ain't gonna find that anywhere else. No, not for that price either. <laughs> Name a good price that you can find somebody that no. Well, you weren't you were live and die. You, you weren't going to find the loyalty. You weren't going to be able to match that. I mean, it would have had to been a former player <laughs> that can recruit here like that. Yeah. Well, the the the, the, bad, the bad thing is, and I, and I made it known where I could that uh, it was a huge mistake. It's nice to be D Rice, by the way. Yeah, but I'm telling you, at that point of the season. Man, such a mistake. No, the but mistakes are well, made. You know what? But that's why that's a big part of why Menzies is struggling as he is. I'm not saying he'd be doing great. He may, he may not. But he certainly wasn't set up to succeed. No, of course not. I mean, no. Everybody it, was put in a bad position, and and Marvin number one was put in a bad position, and you well, know, but, actually, thankfully, he took the job because he could have said no. And we could have been having a high school coach coach. That's what we did. We, oh, whoops. I didn't say that. No. You're a mean guy. No, no, no. I I think Tony's actually doing a good job. I think he'll I think he'll be fine next year. We'll get to a bowl and uh we'll move on from there. Well basketball is well, what I'm concerned well, about. Let it, me ask you get this. the schedule better. Um yeah, the schedule. I thought you said you weren't gonna talk about the schedule and you spent an awful lot long time. Yeah, talking get it better. About it. Yeah, but let, let's say UNLV struggles. Let's say just well, let's say UNLV finishes the season out sixteen and thirteen, a sixth place Mountain West finish, no postseason. No. Who's coming here? Who's coming here? What do you do? You, you you ride it one more season. You ride it one more season. Yep. You do. Yeah. All right. Let do. me ask you this. Um. Because turning over every four uh, I, I, years I is agree. just... I agree. I agree. It's horrible. There's no point. Well, let me ask you. If you 
let's say you have a plan on the money and you have viable candidate. <laughs> well, we've seen no, that. No, 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 no. I'm and saying it's going to it, shit. It's a different AD. Okay. Um, I and I doubt the three clowns that uh, butted their uh, they're clowns. T. They're clowns. I don't stop know about it. All that. They're clowns. Okay. They're clowns. They they had they they denied everything. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go. They, let's they, keep they try to displace blame. Let's keep moving. Come on, they're idiots. Um, but let's say you had the money in hand and you had a candidate in hand and and you could make it work, and you finish sixteen and thirteen. Do you make a move? I don't think so. Okay, now let me throw another one in there though. Let's say all the above. Plus, you're looking to move on as an athletic director to a position that's going to open up in the Pac-10 that has, or Pac-12 that has interest in you. Okay. You have no hirings or firings of substance to your resume. Now what? See, that's tough. No, I know. Because you but, actually – you have to show that you've you, – you, when, you, when you put your resume down – You have to have something on it. You can't just do fundraising. No, you can't say I was at UNLV for You have to years. say I – I hired this guy, yeah, and he turned it around. Yeah, that's interesting. No, it is, but the, but what I'm saying is, they're all factors. No, that um, that that may be the biggest factor in this it, whole it, whole ballgame. It, it, it may be. It uh, may be. It, it, when when the time because for Desiree comes to move, or at least apply to different jobs, you, you know as well as I do, ads. They need to make hires and fires, and they have their guys, and guys that aren't their guys are not their guys. Um, that doesn't mean they want the guy that they didn't hire to fail. But it, what it does mean is they're going to have their guys back until the end. For right. instance, and I will say this, though. I have always thought of that as being because they're comfortable with somebody. But Desiree is in a different spot. Uh-huh. She She's in a resume building situation where she needs to prove that she can hire the right guy for the right price. Yeah, so it's all interesting. It's way for, different well, than I, I just want my guys with me because a lot of ADs do that. Yeah. I, I come in. I'm comfortable with these guys. I want them. I want them to succeed. I want to pay them. That's it. Done. Yeah, if things are going well. But she's in a different position where if she's moved, trying to move up – she wants to actually hire people that can make a difference and not just get a paycheck. And the thing is, people that make a difference cost a lot of money, so that's where your fundraising comes in. So it's not like she could make a move, um, be able to afford a buyout and be able to afford a million dollars a year and get a splash hire. She needs a splash. She would need a splash hire to replace Menzies in order to make... Um, and, you know, that's a couple million dollars a year. I, I, I want to do an interview with Desiree. Okay. So I'm throwing it out there. Go ahead. If, if, if she's listening or she somebody gets that to her, I'd like to do an interview Those are with tough her. questions, though. I don't know. No, no, no. But I can, I, I can find that, a way around know. that. I can find a way around that. I'm not going to say they're unfair questions. They're not unfair. They're, they're fair, but I could see them being very that guarded is, responses. That is a very interesting thing because... The more I move up in my industry, mm -hmm. I realize how important that is, mm -hmm. is to – you have to prove yourself in certain levels. If you're, if you're an established AD, you hire the people you want to be around mm 
mm-hmm. because a you pay the people you like and they're happy and you're around them and that makes you happy done people trying to move up need to make good hires that win so that it makes them look better they can get mm-hmm. better jobs done so, i mean for, I, I think he's safe regardless of what happens this year I'm just throwing it out there because you don't know what's going to come down the pike administratively. Um, the schedule has to get better next year. Done. It has to. But if I, it's not, but I do think that um, next year could be one of those years that's big for UNLV in terms of at the conclusion of the next basketball season. You very well could see a football hire and a basketball hire. She could double dip it and have two on her resume. Hmm. Sounds like you at a big game. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, mean, yeah. The, 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 these are angles that, that people Absolutely. really don't think about all that much. They just look at the bottom line. Is he winning yeah. enough? Is he losing enough? It, sometimes it doesn't matter. I don't think Tony's won enough, but I think UNLV's in a... Um, no, we're not in, in a spot, situ- to, in a spot to spend a bunch of money moves. and lose some... Some people that may still be donating money. Yeah, yeah, whatnot. Exactly. I mean, you have to look at all factors yeah. in that aspect. Um, uh, I don't think Marvin's locked in with anybody. I think Marvin was a last resort. Nothing against Marvin, but he was a last resort in terms of we need to get someone hired like tomorrow or well, yesterday. Yeah, was, yeah. So let's get him in here, pay him what he needs to get paid, and uh, start building this this program. But I don't think he was ever put here to have success. Ever. You think he was just a, a placeholder? That's my gut feeling. Kind of. I, I mean, I don't think that's the way he approached it. I mean, he's going to want to win because he, he needs to feed his family. And If I was put somewhere but, as a placeholder, I would still want to do my absolute damn best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd have no – if UNLV had – UNLV wins their next 20 games and they make the NCAA tournament as a six seed. Then he's, he's out of here. He's, he's out of here. Absolutely. Of course. And he should be. Yeah, I would too. I, I think this is a very, very difficult job right now. I think it's always a difficult job. I think it's an incredibly impossible job right now. Um, you know, you know who my next hire, hmm. Mark Dickel. Mark Dickel, I think he, he's got Australian connections. They, he he moved. Oh, he left well. New Zealand and he's coaching um, in one of the Asian leagues. Good, he's Same. coaching. He's coaching. Oh, he's he's he loves it. He he gobbled. I think he'd be an uh, badass coach. Stacy took a job in Korea too as a head coach. Stacy Ogman, South Korea, coach. hopefully, South right? Korea. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Him and Dennis Robin are the only two coaches in the North Korean League. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know what the future holds, but it seems like the off the court stuff may be more. Um, will may move the needle more than the on the field on the court stuff. Dude, I, I will tell you what. I would show up every game for Mark Dickel. I really would. Mark Dickel was a good guy. He was a really. Good guy. <laughs> he would be fun. And and you know he'd give everything he has to it. Oh yeah. So when when somebody plays that way, they're going to coach that way. There's, yeah, there's no doubt about it. So I don't know. It's interesting. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. I'm not I'm not optimistic at all. Um, I just see too many holes, too many deficiencies, too many. I, I'm actually optimistic players. in terms of win loss for this year. I think we'll win. 17, 18, 19 games. Yeah, I believe so too. Um, I mean, but I think we have I think we have a good team with a good Mount chemistry. West, Mount West is 
horrible. <laughs> well, like, no, no. They're there's four, four good teams. Who's the four good teams? Well, you got... Please tell. UNR. Okay, stop. San Diego State. Why San Diego State? They got good players. They got good Mountain West players. Come on. Um, <laughs> I really like Utah State's players. You know, they've gotten off to a great start. I don't know what it is. I, I The thing is, I have not seen them play yet. The moral kid that was just chubby and decent last year is like... Twelve pack I, I, and I thought they were, lethal this year. See, I thought they were going to end up being good because they also had that Kobe McEwen yes. in the backcourt. He's not there anymore. He is. He transferred. <laughs> but I thought I was like watching a couple years. But the moral kid's badass right now. And uh, the other team is New Mexico. New they're they're going to be fine. What? Why? Why are they? Gonna be they fine? got a lot of talent. Okay, that was the argument for UNLV for a number of years. <laughs> That's true. New Mexico needed a three pointer at the buzzer. <laughs> To beat Northridge. Northridge. Well, the world coach now. What's that? The world coach now. Who do they got? <laughs> and they got Reggie Theus's kids. No, they got... Who, who's coaching there? Some, there's a names coach in there, though. That's what I'm saying. A name coach. I don't know who it is. They got, they got Theus's kids, and they're well coached. They lost to New Mexico State. New Mexico State... They State's... struggled against UTEP. Mm. And they struggled versus Iona. So I'm just saying they're, they've got a three and one start, but it hasn't been. They, they've only played four games. Yeah, they, they, but the thing is, I've watched three of the four. I expect to see them look good, and I see talent on the floor. But I see a team that is not very good right now. I have not watched one second and of UNM ball this year. I've watched three games. I've and, watched and, Utah State, and I've watched San Diego. I've watched UNR. San Diego State doesn't defend. That's I think I've watched Wyoming a little bit. Wyoming, they got brutal. one player, brutal. Brutal. Air the Force, league's San bad. Jose. Yeah, it's the league's bad. But with New Mexico, the the thing is, um, you know, he did a great job with a bunch of bad players last year. Let, I mean, New Mexico was bad last year, talent yeah. wise, and he severely bad. upgraded the talent on the squad by a lot. So one thing that I mean, we could assume is he can motivate a bunch of bad players that just are probably. And I don't mean to draw so many generalities, but if you're not a really good basketball player in general. You're not going to be big-headed, and you're going to be a little bit more coachable. And maybe he has ease. Well, bad players are definitely more coachable than good players. Yeah, and but what I'm saying is the motivation and getting them to play better because they got much better over the course of the season, even with bad mm-hmm. players. Now he's got talent. That's a whole different animal. You know it, and I know it. Coaching kids with talent and ego. Call Coach Rice. It, it's not easy. It's a it's a tough thing to juggle. Will he have success with it? I think they'll come together and they'll be fine. But but that's an assumption just yeah, based like on him. the talent level. I think he's going to be fine. Um, so I, you know, I wouldn't call New Mexico. You know, the, the Mountain West has one good team, Reno. Well, they they could potentially be great. By the way, so we'll say potentially great and three decent, okay teams, mid major teams. And then good bin major teams. But we got three or four bottom feeders that are going to be six or eight wins for everybody else except themselves. Yeah, I mean it's that bad. So I mean, so you're going to get some wins there. I mean, you're not going to struggle against San Jose. I hope at all. No, you're not going to. By the way, how about Jordan Clark this year? Oh man, does he miss a shot? Jordan, Brandon, Brandon Clark, no, in Gonzaga, kids good. 
He goes like six to six yeah. to seven every game. Eighteen points, twelve boards, five assists. <laughs> He's like San Jose State could really use you. <laughs> uh, it's amazing that he ever ended up at that school. I have no idea how that happened because that that kid can play. He he was a stud uh, when we played him at San Jose twice that year, and I I was like, wow. He's undersized and he's good. Yeah. So, all right. I, I think we're going to wrap up. I think we went way f- longer than well, I, I, I was know. expecting we've, to. We've never had an established time frame for how long these are supposed to be. About an hour is what we usually have gone for. Yeah, well, we're at about an hour and a half. I'm tired. I'm tired, too. My I'm throat tired. hurts. It's, I'm coughing everywhere. I, f- I feel like I just watched a UNLV versus... LMU game or Ooh, you know just Monmouth that, that, yeah Monmouth or something like that and you know just that <sighs> I gotta drive home I'm gonna fall asleep on the way oh, do you man. know that I have to stop honestly and get two 24 ounce coffees on the way to a Rebel basketball game two it's kind of sick well I don't want to fall asleep and there's no bodies in there and I want to stay warm well that's true so you, one's one's for the sack and, and the coffee. One's for the, yeah, one's and, for the throat. And, and, and the other thing is, I can't. It's not like I can get coffee there. Everything's closed in the concourse. Oh, God, wait, uh, folks! I'm pleading. Win some games. Schedule some better games. That's it. That's it. That's quit, all we ask. Quit whining about the schedule. That's you're, not whining. You're, you're I'm, like I'm a broken asking. Record. You're a broken record. I am asking politely, please. It's get interesting. The, I, I, I read somewhere on Twitter today. We'd have to check it out. Uh, Joe Esposito was going to talk on radio with, I don't know if it was Cofield or who it was, about the schedule and scheduling. It's, so it's, it'd be interesting to hear, you know, I, I know we're not experts uh, on scheduling. <laughs> I've heard that before. Is there an expert? Uh, it's scheduling. It's it's like saying... You're what next, brings you're, bodies you're, to the building? That's your expert on scheduling. Uh, I'm... I'm I may not be an expert in addition, but I could add. You know? Yeah, and and if the bodies in the six games don't equal one Thomas and Mac, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. That's the thing. That's, that's that, that, the that, early addition you need. You know, the, 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 a lot of t- bitching on the internet and all that kind of stuff doesn't really have an impact. I mean, it's people just letting off steam. If the fans truly that's want real to dollars. speak. This is how they speak. Don't show up. Don't show up. And that's the point we've gotten to. Yeah. Not showing up. Well, I haven't shown up to a game. Well, we'll see. And I don't even pay. We'll, 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 we'll see how many um, are there. <laughs> what, what do you estimate for Cincy? Six. Six to nine. I'll give it that. That's up. <laughs> well, You're free food. Huge of us. Free food on a Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock. There's shot. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're right. I think there will be about seven or eight. That's what I was going to say for yeah. the game. I mean, still plenty of good seating and uh, upper upper level, still very limited. But uh, lower bowl will be full. Lower bowl will be full. I think the lower bowl seats six. Is that what it is? Six or eight, something like that. I don't. I don't know. Know what the breakdown is? Why don't you ask around when you're in press row? Somebody will know. No, somebody will know. I mean, I'm there so often. <laughs> <laughs> if you decide to go, hey, what Cofield? What's the upper level? Well, somebody's got to know. I don't think it's nine to nine. I don't think it's no. I don't think split. So I, I think it's probably like ten to eight. Ten upstairs, eight down, or 
10, down, 10 downstairs, eight. 8 upstairs. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Maybe Andy can send us an email. Yeah, he'll know. Andy will know. Mm. He knows that kind of stuff. He's a master of the stats. He, He's he, a master. He'll, he'll pull out. He's a master. Disaster. You know, I don't even think he uses media guides. He just he just yanks the stats or whatever. He does. He's an Arizona guy. I know. But he he knows everything about UNLV athletics, and that's fine. That's great. That's what he needs to do. That's his job. Right. Yeah. I do the same thing. He does a good job with it. He he actually sent out a football memo today. It's the first time I've ever seen him send out a football memo. Did Mark have? Mark's probably on vacation. Yeah. yeah. He's He's like, I'm out for like two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's got to be tough on these guys every year. It's just, you you know, it's like. When you lose, it's it's it's, it's not it's good for brutal. anybody. It's not good for anybody. When when people are excited and they want to talk to you and they want to get your information, <laughs> they can't wait for it. It makes working so much easier. Oh yeah. When it's freaking grueling and you're losing every game and you're putting out crap, not to say their their info's crap, but. When you're putting out that stuff and no one even gives a shit. Yeah, it's it's rough. That's like, uh can this season be over? And we're only six games in. So sorry, Andy. I feel for you. All right. Let's crank up the tune. Folks, we gave you a little extra tonight. I hope you enjoyed. We're both sick. So if if we were delusional at all, blame it on that. Maybe we'll hit it up after the BYU game. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. All right. All right. Let's fire this thing up. Peace out. Where have they gone? Where?